Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to episode 80, Forfeit Podcast. Episode 80, 8-0. What a good year, right, Bill? Absolutely. Absolutely. Metal Matt here. We got the wild one. We got J-Lo. We got the big John Stud. John, a.k.a. Bob Vila. A.k.a. Home Improvement. Bam, 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 bam. I'm out of there. John, what's the proper way of moving a refrigerator? Okay, let, let our listeners know. There's only one way to do it. <laughs> what's the proper way to do it? Yeah, what's the proper way? Put it on its side. That's right. <laughs> and leave it there. And leave it there. <laughs> and just leave it there. Push Nothing it will happen. Push it back. Goddamn floor. The, the moral of the story is hire someone to do everything. That's it. That's it, baby. Did you see the um, the shot that... Um, the uh, Captain Bamboo hit in the Phil's game earlier. Uh, by Mr. Miller? Yeah. He put that ball in 400 the feet. 400 or some feet. Yeah. You mean Barry Bonds? You can't pitch to Brad Miller in that spot. He's going to take a yard every time. Somebody <laughs> caught uh, uh, the reaction of Hoskins, I guess, at the crack of the bat. And his eyes he were the – He knew it. His eyes were the size of baseballs. It was just like – yeah. His mouth's all open. It was it was a great shot. So real quick, so we're gonna get to we're gonna touch on a little bit of everything, right? We're gonna get to we wanna get to NBA playoffs. We've got the we've got the union, you know, uh kick it kicking ass. We've yep. got we need an update on them. Uh we've got uh all 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 the reaction in the world. We we gotta get to the draft. We gotta hear what everyone thought of 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 Howie and 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 the Eagles during during draft weekend. But how about the Phillies getting back to their old fighting ways, man? Like, I, you know, there's just something something snapped with, in, with this team over the past week or so, and I love it. I absolutely love it. We're, like, borderline wanting to, like, fight dudes. We're, we're chirping. We're, we've just got, like, uh, this chip on our shoulder right now that I feel is just – is kind of just, like, injected, like, a lot of energy into this into this dugout. And I just wanted to see if you guys felt the same way. Yeah, I mean, it it really seemed like um, it started a little while ago when when Harper called himself out and was just like, "I need to play better," and then he started playing better, and Hoskins really picked it up, and then you know Bryce take eats a ninety five mile an hour fastball to the face. Yep, we lose him for a week. With, from a with concussion symptoms, and I think that was probably one of the final straws that kind of just like woke this team up. Yeah, I mean, but and then the the other thing is like stuff like that, and then what was it two nights later with that with the ridiculous uh, the base running call? Oh yeah, and and there was another a terrible base running call in the um, I think it was Marlins Brewers that was real bad. Like Major League Baseball has an umpire problem, like a really big umpire problem. And I don't know what it is, but I'm never in favor of anybody losing their job. But I kind of feel like at this point, you just need to fire every umpire because they're all terrible. Well, it's either that or you put pressure on the GM to like do something about it. it it's bad. Like and and then you have our best reliever 
getting suspended for three games that was then knocked down to two because he was chirping at the Mets dugout because those dickheads were chirping back at him from something that happened, you know, a couple weeks ago. So he gets suspended. Uh, one of the Reds pitchers got suspended for like seven games, even though no punches were thrown. And it, it's just like, you know, baseball has this baseball has a problem. Like if you're trying to get younger people to watch and you're trying to, you, you know, sell these younger stars that I don't want to say that like are flamboyant, but like they enjoy the game and they they're going to they're going to flex or they're going to admire a home run or they're going to do these things. It's like, well, that's what young people do now. So like, what are you going to try to do? Are you going to try to like, how else are you going to sell the, the personality of the game? If you're telling the best players who are these younger guys that are just trying to have fun. Oh, we want you to play hard, but we want you to play like you're in the fifties. So it's ridiculous. Like, you know, when games like, like the game of golf is starting to bend and starting to evolve a little bit like it or hate it. You know, it's like, you've got to take cues from like all, all the major sports have to kind of like play off of one another and just, and, and kind of like read and, and just read the, read the, read what's happening, you know, and just, you've got to evolve sometimes. And yeah, I, I agree, Jesse. I think, I think baseball overall has issues, but I just love the, just just the energy that the that the Phillies are playing with right now. Um, but speaking of energy, how about our Philadelphia Union? Give us a give us give a us brief a, update. So our our team, our town, our Philadelphia Union, it, it's weird because they are like the tail of two teams right now. They so they're playing in the CONCACAF Champions League, which is a really big deal because if they win the CONCACAF Champions League, they qualify for the club world cup, which is a big deal. Like they would be playing the PSGs and the Barcelona's like, it's a big deal. And no MLS team has ever won the, the, the CONCACAF champions league, which is our part of the, the world's champions league. We've never won. Uh, MLS teams never won it. The union are playing like world beaters in it. They haven't lost a game. They're scoring tons of goals. Uh, they're right now playing the second leg of a home and home with Atlanta they're winning three and one on aggregate. They're they're playing great. Um, in league play, they are god awful. Um, the the best the the most interesting player on our team just got a straight red card ten minutes into the game against um, New York City last week for an elbow to, straight to the guy's face. Um, but I mean, he if you if you're talking about like Philly guys, it's a Venezuelan guy that is the most Philly dude you'd ever ever meet in your life. He's just hard as nails and will just talk shit and everybody hates his guts. And he's just like, whatever, I'm just going to, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to make your life suck. And that is what it is. So, but yeah, he's suspended now and, but they're, they're, they're winning three, one. So go union. Good. If they win tonight, what happens? It goes to the semifinals, which has not been, um, who they would play is not yet determined yet, but, the the nice thing is their half of the bracket is not the uh, the murderer's row that the other half of the the bracket is. So like they have a good shot against whoever they would play in the semifinals, and then they would the hardest game would be the final because there's some really good teams on the other side of the bracket. Got it. So, but I mean they have as good a shot as anybody. I, I don't know 
what the deal is, why it, it's like two different teams, the way that they're playing right now. And I'm, I'm fine with it because this is a big deal, this tournament. So they have like 30 more games in the league. Like they, there's plenty of time to get their shit together and, and win a couple games and make the playoffs. Like let's, let's win this because it's a big deal. What's the sons of Ben going to look like coming, coming back to next, next year, knowing that you, you know, there's going to be fans returning to the uh, to the stadium in some I mean, capacity. It, it'll be cool because like they're 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 letting fans in now, but it's not the same. Like you can't do the. Um, they're not you, able to. You do can't like, be up in like the upper upper rows with no shirt on. Yeah, like eating your stomach and. Yeah, and, we can't do that sort of nonsense anymore. The giant um, overhead banners. We're not, they're not able to do them right now. Uh-huh. And I. Why? What is that? What I got to wear a shirt. Sure. I'll wear a mask, but I need my shirt off. Um, I I think it's more because I'm with you, Bill. It, I'm I think not it's going to things. a union game if I can't wear a sh- if I if I have to wear a shirt, I'm not going. For real, I'll wear a mask. Fine, I'm taking it, my goddamn shirt off. It's <laughs> it's it's two things. One, I think it's like the giant overhead banners would probably be like a a, a COVID you know soup when when you're pulling it over your head. But the other thing is since they're doing. Um, all, all the, the all the Rona would just be, get gathered into the banner. Yeah, but the the bigger thing is those banners, the, those giant tarps that they do the the giant you know sixty hundred foot pullovers, they're ridiculously heavy, like ridiculously ridiculously heavy. And when you don't have a full section, enough people to hold it up, yeah, yeah, like it'll just collapse. Got it. It's I mean it's tough enough sometimes getting them up and over and back with a full, with a full section, because basically that first row when you're starting off is doing all of the lifting, trying to get it going. And then if there's any gust of wind or anything, it it's so like, they've been doing smaller banners. Um, I think they're about to lift all the restrictions. So hopefully it starts to get back to Normal. I I don't know if I'm still going to be comfortable going and standing in that section. We should go to yeah. a union game, all four of us, and bring in a forfeit banner and hold it up. I mean, I'll tell you what. I and I've been saying it since I started going. Like, you guys would even John would have would have a good time. Like, I no doubt I would have. I would find a handful of games there. It's a great place. It's a great place. That's, that's fake, it, fake news. It's so fake. <laughs> It's so it's so small. But with like, no shirt on, John, and on, a forfeit yeah. banner waving. We absolutely have, not. They have a, a giant, I'll be in the park parking lot. They have a giant um, on the second deck. They have a giant open air beer garden now. It's got great sight lines of the bridge. It's it's a great stadium, and I mean they even have good food options. It's John a cool will be place in the too. beer garden, not drinking any beer and not watching the game and just staring at the bridge. <laughs> Oh, with that bridge, with that bridge. I mean, it is really cool. The way the stadium is is where it's placed and everything. It really does look like the bridge yeah. is going directly over the stadium. It is really. I have cool. no idea that you're right. You're right, sitting right next to a, a a war zone. I'd rather watch a guy weld. And I mean, with no the, eye protection, the, the, staring um, directly into the light. <laughs> well, the the union have bought up them in um. Uh, the the Buccini family have bought up all of that land. Buccini, Buccini. Matt, they basically own 
all the way from that first, I think it's like Flower Street or whatever. Yeah. They basically own two city, the, the last two city blocks from the Delaware for, for like three or four miles. Like they own all of that land. So all they basically need is some other people to be like, yeah, let's develop some stuff down here. And they've got all the, they've got all the property. I still don't understand why they didn't put the damn uh, field house there. Yeah, I don't know. Because that would have been, that would have been perfect because then you could have even helped share the costs with the union when you're building it. Right. Because you'd be like, all right, well, the union and the Sixers and the, 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 the D league team will, will do an even better physical facility for training because nobody's ever going to be there at the same time. Yeah. Well, the blue coats, then the 87, 87ers, they've always been in Wilmington. Yeah. Oh, is that probably what it is? Yeah. They've always been there. Because so, it's a um, shame. Because it would have been it would have been a killer thing to drop there because you would have just shared costs. Who do you right. think what's the deciding vote when they made it to eighty seven there instead of the sixty fivers? They're like, we got to go one way. We're going sixty fivers or eighty seveners. Yeah, and then they were like, we can't decide on a number, so we'll just call them the blue coats. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, well, speaking of basketball and 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 tournaments, go Bucks. Beat Go Bucks tonight! Yeah, they let's see if they hang on. I mean, that would be good for our our our, our Sixers. That if the net if we can lock up this one seed, that exponentially gives us a boost to get to the finals. What's that? If 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 we could have a game seven and three playoffs, you can that's the union's best player has now just been suspended for the next. Uh, Champions League game. Ah, oh, perfect. That's the Philly. That's the Philly we know. Yeah. He too many yellow cards. He's suspended now. Nice. Nice. Well, I mean, you can't be that mad. Anywho. I mean, it, it's it is one of those things. Like you, you basically if if you don't have him playing the next game, you just bunker down and try to steal a goal. And then you go all for it when you play on your, your home leg. So it comes to worse, you just fight everybody. And you fight everybody. Fight everybody. Go Union. Go Union. So this play-in tournament that the, and that the NBA has, has uh, agreed to, to uh, explore here, um, it started last year, right, um, to kind of like make up for lost time during COVID, entering the, uh, entering the bubble um, to kind of even the playing field out. Um, because of lost uh, all the all the games lost uh, from from the pandemic, the stoppage in play. But now I I think it's it's just there's there's two two sides to look at it, right? There's one side that you know the, the LeBrons of the world that 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 don't like it be for for reasons of of I don't know maybe their their season hasn't really panned out the way that they wanted. They've been battling with injuries and now they feel like they're a better team that, that, that they are on paper and they feel like they're, they're, you know, um, not, uh, they're, they're better than, than being in this, uh, this, this play in tournament and having to take this extra step to, to prove their worth to be, be a playoff team. I mean, I feel like, you know, cry me a river, LeBron, if you're that good and your team's that good, then a little, a little weekend tournament should be, you know, extra practice for you guys to get your, get your shot, right. Get your, get your ankle that you're nursing back 
um, loosened up and ready to go for the postseason. Um, but you know, I feel like this is this is exactly the the sort of ideas and thinking that the NBA needs, right? Because you know, for for a little while now, we've been we've been talking about you know the, the boring basketball and a boring product that is starting to kind of eke into the into the league a little bit, and and you know these guys, Bill, I think you you mentioned it. You know the percentage of 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 superstar guys that people pay money to go sit and watch, you know, and devote three hours of their of their week and their hard earned money to go watch. You know, chances are towards the end of the the regular season, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna be playing. And it's just it just over time it just it 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 hurts the product of the league. And now with this with this play this playing tournament. It gives teams that are on the you know these bubble teams that are the, these uh, these eight nine ten seed teams that are a, a half game game out of the playoffs. It gives them a renewed a, a resurgence of 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 life and a possibility of a of a playoff berth. I think it's great. I think it's you know it it it, it forces these guys to 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 play and to and to compete. Um, which I think is something that the NBA has 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 lacked over the years more and more. Um, you know, as the paychecks get bigger, the uh, the competitive spirit and the and the sense of urgency to win kind of has, has just been diluted in, in my eyes. And I don't know, maybe that's because I'm just you know I'm an old I'm an old fart now and and want and want to just just go back to the way it was when I was a kid growing up in the '90s, where you know you could take a hard foul and 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 guys wouldn't be suspended for for three games and and be ejected immediately from a game and so on and so forth. But I don't know. I you know I just kind of want to see where your guys' heads at because I, I actually really like I really I really like the idea and um, and looking at the standings now it actually gets me excited about teams that I I don't I otherwise wouldn't give a fuck about you know what I mean and it actually could probably help the Sixers sitting at the number one seed. Um, you know, I mean, if the playoffs started tonight, if the playoff, if, if the playing tournament started tonight, you would have the Celtics versus the Hornets with the seven and eight seed. And the cool thing about that is, is whoever loses that game plays the winner of the nine, the game, the, 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 the winner between the, the nine and the 10 seed. So it's, it's kind of like they've, the way that they've structured it is, is, is really fun. So um, I don't know if, what you guys think if you're on, t- on again on Team LeBron side or if you're on you know the the governor's side of all this. Uh, for a guy who's been in the playoffs like for the last 15 years to have to play in because his team didn't win enough games. I mean, I agree. I kind of feel like he's whining a little bit. Um, just win more games, and then you won't have to be in the play-in tournament. Yep. Um, I do think it's good for basketball. We've, Matt, you've mentioned it the last couple of weeks on the text thread that like, you know, these games that end like one thirty to 99, like, like people turn off basketball games when, when, when they see that people want to see basketball games that are close games. Um, but that's part of the NBA product right now. It's part of what teams do because if they get the, the lottery pick that could change their, their whole franchise. I mean, it's it we they've been doing it for years and they haven't really been um penalized for it per se so the nba keeps letting it happen so i think 
the playoff thing is is a is a first good step to keep the competition rolling. But you know, stop whining, LeBron. Absolutely. When I mean, I don't know what more. I don't know what more a guy like that could want. I I, I don't know. I mean, he's at, he has everything, so he's got to throw through another obstacle. I mean, I think that would be another thing that um another notch on his belt that he'd like to have. But what do I what do I know? Well, what's to, I, I mean, somebody like LeBron, it's more he doesn't want to play the more games just because the wear and tear. Because he's at an age. Where literally every game starts to matter a little bit, how much he plays. Like he's acknowledging it now because it's he's laying the groundwork. So I think he knows between. I mean, the West with Jamal Murray going down hurts the Nuggets. The Clippers are the Clippers. The Lakers, whatever. But I really think whoever comes out of the East is going to be the favor in the finals, whether it's Brooklyn, Milwaukee, or the Sixers. Like like Milwaukee's getting their shit together too right now, and I think any one of those three can beat the winner of the West. I really, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be like a sweep, but point is, somebody like LeBron, I think we're starting to see the first inklings of the miles on the, you know, on the Lamborghini start to show. I was, I was hesitant to bring it up tonight because I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to derail to, I know we've got to get, you know, to the drafts and everything. So I didn't want to, we're going to get, I didn't want to open up a can of, you know, of, Oh, he deserves the, you know, the, the few minutes, I think. I just, I, 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 I wanted to, I wanted to bring, I was hesitant to bring up and say, is this now for real? Like the official first signs of, of, of LeBron legitimately, you know, losing a major step in his game, like to the point where like 100%. he cannot compete at an elite level to where, other younger up and coming stars are going to, uh, you know, continue to excel at now. I, I mean, mean I, I think that's a little bit far fetched based on the fact that he, he he's injured. I mean, he, the guy's never injured, but, that, but that's, but that's the re, but that's also why I, I started thinking this is because, you know, he's rarely injured, but yet look at, I, I feel like it's taking him, it's taking him a long time to get over this ankle thing. Well, I mean, high ankle sprains sometimes are worse than breaks. Yeah, they are. And I don't think, and, and I'm not attacking him skill level wise. I'm incorporating the injury into his downfall because the fact of the matter is he just never got hurt. But now yeah. he's 36. And some of those crazy moves that we've seen him do for 15 years straight on a 36 year old body is a little different. And it's like he is human, <laughs> kind of like the yeah. whole Tiger Woods thing. And, you know, these guys are elite and it's just, I guess that's what I, I'd hope people who aren't LeBron fans, because, you know, I, I, I could, we could have the Jordan-LeBron debate, which we should in another episode, because that'll be about nine hours. Um, shirts might come off. Fires might be started. <laughs> but, uh, but, I, but, but I think as an NBA fan, if you can't stop and appreciate that, you know, we might not get another player like LeBron in our lifetime. And, like, we had he – was, he was so dominant. And not that he's not a, a top three NBA player, but I just don't think he's the best player in the NBA right now. And I think this is the first time since, like, 2007-ish when he took over the last 12, 13 years that he's not the best player in the NBA. He, like, he might, and, like, one of the biggest, I guess, malfeasance in NBA history is for them to sit here and say, in the last seven years, LeBron James has not won one MVP. Like that is such a fucking joke. 
that you're telling me in the last seven years he's not been the most valuable player in one of the like that's why these awards are so uh, starts bullshit by our by our, our our media brethren. You know, we're not on the committees yet. You know, when we are, maybe we can help bring a change to how awards are given out for merit and not popularity. Like the fact that no doubt, no doubt. You know I mean? Like he's every year the best player in the NBA. Yeah, there's a guy like Steph or Kawhi that have had a great year. Maybe they deserve an award. But don't, you know, it's like splitting hairs. LeBron James is the best player in the NBA and has been. But now, I don't think he is right now. And is injury a factor in that? Yeah. But I think part of it, too, is even before the injury, you kind of saw just he, just he can't do the LeBron play 38 minutes a game anymore. And that's understandable. And I think that's why teams like the Sixers and the Nets, we're going to beat the hell out of each other in the East. And I think whoever survives bloody and battered, He's going to chomp on some West Coast bitches, but that's just my opinion. Who who would have thought at the beginning of the NBA season that we would have been sitting here looking at the Western Conference standings and seeing the Phoenix Suns in the number two seed? <laughs> they're going to game out of the first. I mean, they're I mean they can legitimately be the one seed, but I think they're a team that we don't match up well with. But I don't think they're going to get past the Clippers or like the yeah. Jazz. No, I think it's a hollow. It's it's hollow. Like Chris Paul or Choke, like he always does. He's never been to the finals for a reason. He's he's for Gazy. Um, but I mean, they have a good like Devin Booker's a good player. They have, they have a good coach. But when they run into like Kawhi and Paul Pete, you know, PG three, and actually I think I, I think actually Utah's a team to beat in the West. I think they're the yeah. team that I don't I see wouldn't sleep on the Nuggets that. either. I wouldn't sleep on the Nuggets yeah, either. Yeah, Nuggets I'd take that at the end of Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray being out just changes that team. I mean yeah. he's out here. I mean, he's their best scorer next to Jokic. If they had Jamal Murray, I would say the Jazz and the Nuggets are my pick to come out. But losing him is like losing Toby for us. It's like not coming back from that. Like if the playoffs started right now, it'd be Suns, Suns, Blazers. Yeah, and the Blazers could beat them in round one. And the Blazers could certainly take them in round one. If Dame and CJ get hot in the series, they could carry them and and win it. You know, and that's why the NBA playoffs are so great because Mello, John's boy Mello, just like. Just get a mellow gets hot. Matt. So yeah, in the Phil's game right now, they uh took uh they took Frenchie out and they, they were gonna put they just called um Enyel De Los Santos up earlier today from uh the minors. So he just came up, they put him into the game, and he was promptly removed from the game because the Phillies brain trust uh forgot to put his name on the lineup card that was given to the umpires. Hmm. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. So now David Hale is now pitching. I also think, Bill, I think you're crazy to to talk blasphemy on Paul, on uh, Chris Paul, by the way. I think if Chris Paul, if, if the rumors were true and we tried to court him, I mean, if this, if this experience with the Sixers doesn't work out, the Chris Paul experience would have, I think, pushed us over the edge. I think uh, Chris Paul was the exact person that this team needed from a veteran perspective, especially from point guard perspective. I mean, and, and he felt otherwise because he made it clear that he had no interest in coming to Philly. Um, so, I mean, he he, uh, felt, he wants to stay out in the West. Um, I mean, he made. I mean, I read, I read that too. That we made our move, and he made it clear that personally, professionally. He thought Phoenix was the best fit, and yeah, uh, so did LeBron, and so did KD. I, I get that. I just think that, first of all, 
Chris Paul is not a bad point guard. I don't think he's bad. Chris never- Paul also hasn't been on super teams. Yes, he has. The Clippers have Blake Griffin. Yeah, yeah. the Clippers were heavily favored in multiple years. Uh, Blake Griffin is not a superstar. They, like, went, to the, they went to the conference. They, they, they were the number one seed in the West. Who was the third guy? It was DeAndre Jordan, Blake okay. Griffin. Again, not a superstar, but God. Right. No, he's an Olympian, but yeah, he's not that good. But continue. An Olympian, but okay. Oh, okay. Christian Leitner was an Olympian, too. You have tell me he, how good he was. Player. You have to have one college player, but that's okay. Right. Again, you're really going to sit here and argue DeAndre Jordan is a is a, is a spotified superstar, he big three type player. Center for about a 78-year run. He was one of the best centers in basketball. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. We'll go to the next topic. I'm not going to argue. That's ridiculous. All right. Oh, I, guess I, think, I also think sometimes it doesn't always – Come down. I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll eat my words because it's 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 been proven otherwise. But I still feel like it doesn't always come down to the superstars. You know, having the most superstars, it's it's the most balanced team. In the in the last, I'll even go as far as saying fifteen years, other than the Detroit Pistons with Larry Brown, and maybe. I mean, I won't. I can't even say the Spurs because I think the Spurs. You wouldn't say they have a big three, but they did have Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Parker, who were Hall of Famers. They weren't a, they weren't a super team that were created because they all wanted to get together. But in the last ten to fifteen years, other than the teams that wanted to create that had talked to each other and created a super team, like Chris Paul's basically been on teams where he had nobody else. And okay, you're gonna argue Blake Griffin. I'd be like, okay, whatever. He's a poor man's. Uh, you know Ben Wallace, you know Ben example, not Ben Wallace, but he's like he's not a superstar big three guy that I that I would consider. He's always been on a team where you know he's been like there's been pieces around him, but not superstars. You could- and and he's basically run into the the best players, the Kobe Bryant's of the world. Or he's just dealt with Kobe Bryant until he tried to make the trade to get to with Kobe Bryant, and then that was that was kiboshed. Which is absolutely. You could argue. You could argue that he, so he had, great a, squad, he had that. a squad in Houston, though. Yeah, he had James Harden. I think he's pretty good, but that's okay. I mean, he had them for three years. They didn't. They got to the conference final, and every two years they they blew a three-two lead. And he was part of that. And you can look well, at we all we all know that they you need a third, and then you need pieces. And again, he hasn't been on one of those teams. And he's a great piece. He's a good number two, maybe number three piece on a team, for sure. I would I would be fine to have Chris Paul. I just don't think he's. I don't think this the the Suns have a star that's better than him, and he can't be your best player on a championship team. Is what I, I think it would have created, like Jimmy Butler, I think it would have right. created too much of a rift. I don't get why, like, Chris Paul and Joel Embiid would be the perfect combination. Chris Paul and Devin Booker make no sense to me because they both want the ball in their hands. So mm-hmm. that's why I don't get why Chris Paul says Phoenix was a better fit for me professionally. Like, if you don't want to come to Philly, I get it. But if you're saying playing with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris – isn't is isn't is is worse than playing DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker? Then I think I think Chris Paul needs to check his basketball. Maybe I, maybe he's got issues with Doc. No, and that could be very well it. I mean, they were in LA together, and that's one of the reasons. I mean, Doc had a lot of juice in the Clippers, and 
Paul got traded to Houston. You Doc had to be involved with that, I'm sure. You know, and so again, I'm not trying to bash Chris Paul. I think he's probably a Hall of Famer. Probably is. Um, but I, I, I don't think he can be the best player on your team, though. I'd rather have Doc Rivers than Chris Paul. That's a tough one. That'd be a great question. It's Chris mm. Paul, man. Doc I mean, Rivers, with this, Doc uh, with this team, yeah. With this, yeah. Doc yeah. Rivers has a ring. He with does, this, but we don't have a point guard. Ben Simmons is just not a point guard. I just can't even watch. I just can't watch my point guard give the ball to my center at the top of the key and then run to the bottom of the post anymore. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't watch my facilitator. I need my point guard to my center at the top of the key. And I, I need go. my point guard to 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 know when to take a shot for the for the good of the team when when it's needed. And Ben Simmons doesn't want to do that. Just, and I'm not talking about driving to the hole and getting fouled because he does that very well. I'm talking about when we need a jumper, when we need a three, when we need a spark. I just don't. He, I just can't defend him anymore. I just, I, I, I mean, I get the regular season's long and it's arduous and it's, it's tough, but it's like when you're a young, inspiring team like them, 24, 25, yeah, you should probably sit it out maybe once every eight or nine games. You're a big guy. You got your knees. But he should be putting up 20, 25 a game without batting an eye. Like playing the Bulls last night, there's not one player on the Bulls that could guard him. And he just didn't even give a shit. Like, he just walked down the court, hand the ball off to Toby or whoever, and kind of just, like, drifted away. And it's like, there's nobody that can guard you on the Bulls, and you don't give a shit trying to score. Like, you don't care if you score. And then I can't. I can't defend him anymore. I just can't. I'm just – I can't. I'm just – he beat me into submission. If, if we don't win the wow. finals, pull, it's going to – Matt, pull the tape from episode 65. <laughs> he, he wins. He wins. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I can't defend a guy that has all the ability in the world but doesn't have the want to be great. And yep. this is the NBA where everybody's a good athlete like you, a great athlete like you are. The difference between being great and okay is who wants it more. And he just thinks he's better than everybody else still. And it's like, dude, you could be if you wanted it, but you just don't seem to want it. And, you know, you've conceded that this is Joel's team and he'll do all the work. And it's like he needs help. Like he can't. He can't carry this team every fucking game. Like it's why to- you you kind of look at superstar, really great basketball players, and you go, okay. You look at LeBron James. You you get say Kevin Durant. You know you would you would put guys like Kawhi Leonard in there, right? And like something hit me the other day. It's like I should be comparing Seth Curry to those guys, but Seth Curry's carrying a TV screen into the bus. Why is he carrying a TV screen? Everybody asks. He's a big gamer. Cool. You ever see LeBron James carry a TV screen onto the bus? Do you ever see Kevin Durant carrying yeah, an Xbox my- and a bus? Do you ever see Kawhi Leonard do any of that stuff? No, because they're focused on getting their mind right, getting their body right. They're probably watching tape. You know, I, I don't understand like a guy like Ben Simmons, and I and I get on him for a lot of things, but like you say, like the focus and he's, he's a talented guy. He could be really good. He could be great. Why doesn't he want to do that? Is it because he just rather chase tail? I don't know. Does he want to just play video games? I don't know. I, and it sort of goes back to Jesse's point earlier about baseball. I'm like these young guys 
<clears throat> they want to dance. They want to, you know, they want to talk shit. They want to, you know, run around the bases and, you know, make faces and, and, and taunt and everything. And that, that's cool and all, but like, you ever see Mike Trout do that? I never seen Mike Trout do that. Did you ever see Derek Jeter do that? Like, that's well, what I mean. Like the great player, like rated center or shortstop in the last 20 years. What's that? Let's not bring up the most overrated shortstop in the last 20 years. Wow. Okay. Mr. Baseball. Fuck that guy. <laughs> there it is. My, my, we could get into that another time, but I, I again, I'm the best my, shortstop on his own fucking team. Well, anyway, um, Jimmy Rounds was a better player. Look at his number. Look at the All right, go, to, go, to, the, go to the next topic. We struck okay. a nerve. We struck the next topic. Well, to in closing, my dude um, played on on teams with with like stack that had like Hall of Famer, 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 and his numbers were as good or slightly better than Jimmy Rollins, who for half of his career played with Slop and the Philly Fanatic. Jimmy Rollins is a great player, and should be in the Hall of Fame. So in in closing, in closing, Jimmy Rollins is a good player. Yes, and we're, it seems like we're all excited to watch the Sixers in the playoffs, based yeah. on everyone's enthusiasm about about everyone's work well, ethic. I mean, they I'm if, wanting if to be Joel great. Stay, if Joel could stay healthy, he's going to be a problem in the in the in the playoffs. It's, it's, Joel's not going to be the problem. Ben he's Simmons not is going to be the problem. No, he's going not. He is a pro- he's going to be no, a we, problem. Yeah, we know, no, no, no. We know, we know. What the issue is is you're right, John. You need a third star in this league right now, especially when our second star is like Toby is a sub star. But he's yeah. he's there for us to beat. The or net. you need that lightning in the box. He's not there consistently enough, putting up thirty points a game. Because look at what, look at like, what Toronto did. Right, they didn't have that third star, but they had lightning in a bottle. They, they had did though because they had Kawhi, then they had Kyrie being that second star, and then they had Siakam kind of be. But that Siakam guy that was like that lightning in a bottle. Yeah, but yeah he, Siakam, Siakam peak like he was peak there, and then you had guys like Van Fleet. You know, you had other guys off the bench. Pal, just, they had guys step up. Yeah. A stepped up. They had right. guys that played at their pinnacle, and that's like, and that's what I'm saying is to outscore a team like the Nets or even the Bucks. Ben has to score in the 20 range, give or take a night. Like, um, uh, so it's, um, you know, it's a totally, but it's, it, it's, it's, it, that's what I guess is this. I'm already setting up for like, we need a third 20 a game scorer probably. And it has to be Ben. And I just, yeah, no, it's hundred percent. He is. Um, uh, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's going to come down to Joel, get his points. As long as he can stay healthy, I mean, I mean, if I was going against him, I mean, like, I'll I'll double triple team him all night and and take him away. That's what's going to happen. And then basically, we need Toby, Danny Green, and Seth Curry to hit shots. And if any one of them is off, we're fucked because they're all going to be open because they're going to collapse on Joel, like you said. And it's going to be what are you going to do, Ben? And and I just think he's going to do what he's done all year. He's going to drive. Get to inside the paint and then kick it out. And again, if Seth and Danny don't hit shots, we're we're fucked. So basically, our season comes down to Toby, Seth Curry, and Danny Green probably. And I mean, I'm not, and then I think the other thing they brought up today, and this would be really like no going back, I guess, with Ben. 
um, is do you, do we leave George Hill on the court in crunch time uh, to run the point? Cause he's a true point guard and has made the big shot. He's a champion. It's do we, will doc feel more comfortable? Cause they, I guess he's been given him more minutes with the starters lately in the second half. And I don't know, man, the Sixers are about winning now. And if Ben's not shooting and yeah, he plays great defense, but you're talking about it. The last two games, it's been evident. Like teams don't play defense on them. They just don't defend them. They don't do anything. And when you get to the playoffs, you can't have guys double, triple team in Joel. You just can't. So for, for the reference to the George Hill did not win a championship. Not with the Spurs. No. Sure, he wasn't on the Spurs. He does not have a championship ring. I thought he had a chance. I thought he played on the Spurs teams. I thought as well, but he does not. He was there 08 to 11. Maybe he got traded or something. I don't know. He was. He did not win. Maybe I remember he was in Indiana and as well, but he was there for a few years. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you know, built to, to take Ben out off the off the court and put George Hill. I mean, that sends a big message. That sends a real big message. And, well, I, and I'm saying it shows are we about winning this year? And maybe we are because I mean, being the one seed, that's a hard thing to get. And it's it's well, I mean, they 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 did what they set out to do. If yeah. they if I mean, come on, it starts in what a week and a half. Yeah. I mean, if if they if they if they roll with it, they they have it. You know, but then what are you playing? You're playing Washington or who's the who's the other playing team that they play? I think Washington. they play the winner of Washington and like Indiana's down there. Indiana's Indiana. Indiana. It's Washington, Indiana, right? And then the seven eight seed is Boston and Miami, I think. But I think, I think the the winner of those doesn't that go to the to the seven seed? You're right. And then the eight and then then the loser the eight. Whoever loses that plays the winner of the nine ten, and then that winner is the eight seed. Basically. Right. So yeah, no, I mean it's you know, and then I mean it's no, it, it's one of those. To, I mean, you know, and the Knicks are hot. I mean, Knicks have won eleven and twelve. You know, that's who we probably play round two. So it's you know, I I mean, I don't think we're going to sweep those. Like, it's, I mean, the playoffs are going to be tough, but it's just I don't know. I I thought I really thought we'd see a little bit more out of Ben on the offensive end, at least if he's not shooting, just get to the rim and stunk and get foul shots. He doesn't seem interested at all. And it's just as a fan, like, I guess I, not that I ignored it, but the fact that he makes 30 some million dollars, like there's no more like, well, he'll get there. He's on a rookie. It's like, you make 30 some million. Like, I guess oh, yeah. I, I, I gave him a pass and I probably shouldn't, I just shouldn't know because it's like, you're getting big boy paychecks. Like you got to do big boy, big boy results. And if you're not yeah. getting up too much salary cap, try to get somebody else. Like, I, but but is that also you know partly going back to like immaturity and like you know I, I, he's got a hundred million dollars. We talked about this before. These guys get a hundred million dollars, and I mean, are, is he looking for the next hundred million? Does he not care because he's already got his hundred million? I mean, you guys, you watch that documentary. He's a brand. He's a brand, dude. I mean, he has his game or career. You already know after the contract he's going to go to L.A. and the West Coast. He'll go to the Clippers or the Lakers or something, and he'll get another $100 million to play out there because he'll be a triple-double machine and the kind of guy that's a core piece, you know. And so, I mean, his career set, it's a matter of does he – Romero is the worst fucking pitcher in baseball. Jesus I Christ. I swear to God, he's such – he's so dog shit. Nice, nice job giving up four fucking runs already. It's unbelievable. Gilbert's. 
I don't know why he's on this team, dude. I really don't know why he is on this team. Well, I mean, they're still hamstrung by some of the bad contracts that Cluntech gave out. Like, I'm just bring up minors, get some of the minors at this point. It's like, can you throw hard? Come up, you're up, kid. Get up here. Like, I, I cannot look at Ramiro anymore. I just can't. Every time he's in the game, he walks, faces loaded, he gives up fucking runs. Over, oh, like, throwing up meatballs at the upper part of the plate. <laughs> like, this kid, this dude sucks. I mean, yeah, does he have a great mustache? That goes without saying, yes, he does. Fantastic <laughs> mustache. And, and but yeah, and again, this is all because Joe Girardi, who we were sold on as his great fucking manager, didn't even think, oh, I should check the fucking lineup card. Now he made a few mistakes this year, and that's dude, he's made that. a lot of fucking mistakes. Dude, how about the other night when when they nonchalantly were like getting the ball in, and the the base runner on a third was like, oh, watch watch me watch me take home real quick. I'm like. Dude, this is like baseball basics. Get back, get the ball back to the pitcher as quickly as possible. My it, God. It's insane. No, I think you're right, Jesse. I think he got a pass because, like, oh, he gave him the Yankees. He won a World Series. But, I mean, they were talking about it. Gabe had the same record as him last year in San Fran, same exact record. And this year the Giants are a way better team than us. They beat us two and three. And, again, I'm not a Gabe fan, but it just goes to show it's like Gabe had less talent on this team and won more games with us almost. And I, I will say that I will say this though, like some of these young guys that we have, Gabe would have ruined. No, you're right. I mean, he ruins everything to make it. That's why we don't have a closer. That's why we with, don't have a closer anymore. With his bullshit, like analytics has a, has a, a place in baseball, but some, but like he, he took it to the nth degree with like changing guys, the way that they, their their attack at their their the way that they uh, batted and you're like well you know we really need you to adjust your swing angle from 35 degrees to 40 degrees so we can track that the baseball gets more exit velocity so you can get more home runs it's like no bro just see ball hit ball like oh, the velo baby Jonathan Papelbaum all about the velo that it, that's the only thing that matters is getting the bat on the ball and putting it in play. This this swing angle doesn't matter. Exit velocity doesn't matter. None of that matters. And he ruined players by insisting that all of these fucking guys were coached that way. And the fact that like his ins- insistence on the way that they pitched, it was terrible. Now, now, and now granted, it's not helped that you had probably one of the most inept managers in baseball in that, that same time, you know, so that just makes it, hundred times worse. So, um, you see where I'm upset. And I want to tell you is this, we have Devonte Smith on our team. We do wow. have Devonte Smith and I Roll, just, tide. Roll goddamn tide. Listen, we're, we're a Tuscaloosa in the North. Now I, I think we should have gone, we should have signed Dylan Moses un, undrafted. I don't, I don't know why we didn't. We could have, I don't know why we didn't just put him on. Cause we, dra- Cause we drafted enough injured players. Oh shit. Here we go. Listen. Well, I mean, Moses. I guess we can go through draft grades. Moses well. wasn't. Moses wasn't injured. He just got injured in his career, and he wasn't the same player when he came back from that serious knee injury. And then COVID happens, and his grandmother died, who helped raise him, and he just it fucked him up, and his play on the field dropped because of it, and he fell down the draft boards because of it, and. We absolutely should have grabbed him as a as a UFDA as, and instead of some of these other guys, because he's absolutely going to make 
Jacksonville's roster. That that kid could play. Apparently, we're pretty high on TJ Edwards and Sean Bradley. Uh, apparently, we're we we like with Eric Wilson being our kind of our new Nigel Bradham yeah. in the middle. And they like be, Singleton. They, I mean, they like a linebacking core from what I was reading. Like they think well, how often is Gannon even going to run three linebackers? That's the other thing. Well, they're they're pretty essential in his like he wants them kind of roaming. He kind of has the sense that the D line creates pressure and, and eats up the line, and the linebackers clean up the slop a little. So he's like guys like Singleton, like Singleton and Wilson. But, but, but doesn't he do a lot of like um, like like a like nickel almost, where it's just all DBs out there? He does, and that's why guys like I was reading too. And this can go in our draft things, but you, but uh, oh boy. See you later. Get out of here. Oh, my God. How did that not go out? Um, Jacoby Stevens from LSU. Now, he won number seven at LSU, which is a big deal, which is a very big deal. It means you're the best defender on that team and you're the team captain on defense. I was reading about him. He was a five-star recruit out of high school, had a really good 19. I'm sorry, 18. And in the 19, he was projected to be a first-round pick if he would have came out in 19. Had an iffy year, the national championship year, but was still number seven. And basically, everything I read was he. They don't know how he didn't go in the second or third round. He has no medical, no issue with. Other, the only issue is with him is they think he's a tweener, more of a you know kind of like a Nate Gary situation because he's six two two twenty. Tickle monster. That I respect Nate ng ng for life. But that's what they envision him being, that that nickel linebacker corner that can cover tight ends but also play the run at the line. And when I was reading, this kid could be one of the steals of the draft from like a few – like Dane Bolger from CBS was saying that he has no idea how this kid made it to the sixth round, that he's just a a thumper and he's kind of like a poor man's uh, J.O.K., the same kind of player, a little bit. He's a little more – a little smaller – but in the NFL, they project to be the same kind of hybrid linebacker. He was saying, and that well, and um, the uh, gains is the same. They they don't understand. Um, the, I think the only the only uh, assumption is that apparently he absolutely bombed at the combine, and like the 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 people there running it had to like explain how to do things. Oh, Grimes, yeah, oh, he's a dumb shit. Apparently he's a real dumb kid, but you watch that. Did you watch that Twitter thing when he chewed yeah, up? He just bosses people. He's a monster. Chad, Chad, like that Chad's favorite Gator, like, by the way. And he, cause we were texting during the draft about how we couldn't believe he didn't get out. Like, Maybe the Eagles will sign him. And then he's like, oh, yo, dude, you got, we were texting. He's like, that guy's his favorite player. Like he just Kyle Pitts and, and, uh, Kadarius Tony just got all the targets, but that Grimes kid is an absolute baller. He's going to literally, and JJ's career with us will be this yep. kid. Oh yeah, uh, Union just scored, so they're up four-one. So they're going to go to the semifinals. Oh, uh, Union! But no, I think I don't know. I guess obviously the draft. There's a few ways to look at it. I guess I look at it at, um, I'll, and, and I'll do grades later. I look at it as a, uh, an excellent situation in the sense that we need to know if Jalen's the guy, and you mm-hmm. give somebody. Like Devonta Smith, it's we're gonna see, and I obviously know you, you, you know nobody's guaranteed or whatever, but he's as close to a guarantee as you can get in a draft. Oh yeah, and it's one of those things to where I'm excited to see like that they went all in on Jalen, 
that we didn't even draft a quarterback in any round. I mean, I know we picked up Jamie Newman, but we need a third quarterback, so we had to get somebody. But I don't know. I guess I view it as, obviously, I think like everybody else, it all comes down to, I think, that second-round pick because we could have had three or four different defensive starters that would be impact players from day one that this defense really needs, really, Mm -hmm. really needs. And to ignore that, and I get it, he's a culture guy. I mean, everything you read is just like – Amazing, but it's always the butt, the butt, and it's a big butt. So I guess Jake butt. It 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 is one of those things to where bubble butt, the big bubble butt. When you hear him talk, he's just a football player because he's a guy with an injury. If you put it behind me, like you don't let it dwell. Like I don't think it like it's in his mind. Like, but I guess the reality is, is that you know, I guess no, you know, no biscuit, no risk it. And for a guy like that, who could be our anchor on the line for the next ten years, it's. If you swing and you miss, you know, that's why I guess Howie, you know, I guess big ball Howie now because, you know, he could have played it safe and taken Samuels or JOK, but. And, you know, it's funny because you, you'd see all these people that were that were talking about that pick and they're like, oh, well, he'd have been there in the third round. No, he wasn't. He absolutely wouldn't have been there no, in the third. Steelers were in love with him, apparently. The Steelers were going to take him around, too, and so does Andy. Yeah, like there was a run on offensive linemen, and he was the best one. So, like, get get over it. You you can say it. They should have gone with a corner over him. You can you can say that, or you could have said we should have drafted the the D tackle out of Alabama instead. Barmore, he's the one that Ray Diddy, and when you watch his highlight in the play in the in the college playoff games, those two games, he literally. Like beat Ohio State by himself. Yeah, he destroyed Justin Fields. You can say you can say stuff like that. You 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 know they should have drafted this guy as opposed to this guy. But to say you know he would have been there in the third round is is absolutely idiotic. He would not. And here's the and here's the thing with 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 every draft and every player that you draft, even Devonta Smith. There's some level of risk, right? Absolutely. And there's always there's always the risk. To reward ratio, and lottery so tickets. you just lottery have to tickets. ask yourself: Are you comfortable with the risk? To re- like, is the reward the potential reward? Because it's all it's all hypothetical at this point for any of these guys right now. You know, Trevor Lawrence, any mm-hmm. of them. So you just have: Is the reward worth worth the risk for for a guy like Dickerson? Absolutely, like, uh, and yeah. He he gave up what was it, Bill? Eight sacks in his entire college career. I know, Jesse. One in eight hundred and twenty. One and, one and, sack. And, and let's be real. Snaps. And let's be real. What do we always say about the NFL? The NFL. These guys. These guys play hurt. Yeah. Every year, they, they're they're hurt. No matter what. And the, if the there's if there's any part of this coaching staff that I trust more than any other part, it's Jeff Stoutland. And if Stoutland talked to the Alabama coaching staff and they're like, this kid, he's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Go get him. And Stoutland wants him. You go get him. And he can play all, all five spots on that line. He's played all of them in college. He's an elite center or a guard. That's where he's going to be. Yeah, he's, not a, okay. he's not a tackle. He's guard. No, he's not a tackle. Well, everything I'm reading is they want him to beat out Brandon Brooks. Like, they want to trade Brandon Brooks so bad right now. I was reading yeah. that. They don't want him. He's really falling yeah. out of favor with the Eagles, I was reading. They that. can't because of the contract that they had to redo his deal. He is un 
I forget what it was. I think it was a uh, the um, the Kaplan and Mosier one. They were breaking down the contract. He's untradeable because of the, they had to re- when he was one of the guys that they went to, and they're like, "Dude, can you redo your deal so we can get under the cap?" And he did it. But because of that, he's untradeable with the dead years, with the dead money on the books for it. So he's going to be around. So the guy that they might be able to get something for is Isaac. But they even redid his deal. So like, but. Now, I heard that, well, I get to I mean, everybody can uh, break stuff, but I heard that Bear Brooks is not in good standing with the Eagles, and they're looking to have their best-case scenario is Lane Dickerson's healthy, and he's our starting left guard on opening day. I mean, if that happens, he's an elite player, and, you know, he's, he's one of those, uh, Saban said earlier this year when he was talking about the greatest Alabama team he's ever coached, you know, when the best players on your team are the best people on your team, you have a great opportunity to have great unity on your team. And this was a guy that was a graduate or was a transfer, entered the portal and transferred in after he got hurt the second time at FSU, immediately becomes a team captain, helps out everybody on the team, works with everybody, is just an absolute goofball that everybody loves. COVID happens. He sets up a makeshift like country ass basically gym in his backyard for any player to come and work out with him during the off season. And even after the end of the season. So he's training and getting better. And he sends this gym up so that everybody can come and practice. Like those are the types of guys that you want on your team. And then on the fact that he can play all the positions. So last year when we were watching Sue Opeta get, his dick kicked in. Like if we had a guy like Landon Dickerson, okay, you know, Isaac's hurt. So he, we have to pull him in the second half, put Dickerson in and he, the, it's fine. You don't have to worry about it again. You won't hear his name called for the rest of the game. So yes, it might be a little high to, to spend on a guy that might not start at the beginning, but if he could stay healthy, he's your, he's your guard or center for the next five to 10 years. So that's a, that's a hell of a, first round or second round pick you've got an absolute character guy in the first round that you know john always says mamba mentality i've never seen a guy that exudes it more than Devonte smith never misses a game never misses a game plays hard every t- every chance he gets when in practices when guys would get hurt in practice he would go run with the dbs and cover rug the rugs is in the judies of the world and play defense for the team on during practices like when he played in high school he played corner and safety he played 60 minutes every game never got hurt like i got to find the article jesse i saw an article with the saban interview from last year it was pre-draft somebody highlighted and they were talking about rugs and judy i mean to cut you off and they were this was pre-draft of 2020 and they were like, you know, who's your best receiver, Nick? Is it Ruggs or, or, or Jerry Judy? And he's like, neither, Devontae Smith. Yeah. He told he's, him that last year. And that was pre-draft last year. He told him that in an article. I mean, they, they threw him the game-winning national championship touchdown as a, fresh, as a, as freshman. a freshman, as a true freshman. Yeah. Like, it's just, no, I mean, I think that's. And again, you know, everyone, whatever, I mean, Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. I mean, when you, you know, it's easy to forget about him because he didn't play last year. He is a freak. But I'll tell you what, man, I, 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 I have, 
I haven't been this excited for the Eagles since like the 17, 18 years. Like yeah. just knowing that we have a guy that if we're down a touchdown and a late in the game, not the season's going to be anything. We have a guy that can make a play. Like it's not going to be like, how are we going to score? Like, what are we going to do? It's like, we have a guy that's going to get open more times than not. It's just a matter of Jalen can get the ball to him. That's what's going to come down to. I mean, and his, his drop rate is what? 2.1%. He had, he had seven drops on 314 targets um, last year. Uh, yeah. No, no, over his career, rather. Yeah. And Chase has 17 drops on 154 targets. Yeah, like we're, we're talking about a guy that, that you, you don't even need both. It doesn't all, make sense. All, finger, all, all 10 fingers to count the drops that he's had in college. Like As they were talking about it today, he has nine and three-quarter inch hands, and they were like, the way he goes to the ball with his hands is like you is what you teach a receiver. Yeah, you go to the ball. Won't the ball come to you? Like his vision. It's just one of those things where, like, I think we're just. I. I mean, we're we're just gonna have to be, sit back and enjoy it. And it's just. I really hope Jalen's our guy because then we can use all our GF capital next year on defense. defense. Yeah. Are you guys done drooling over the first round pick? Or you want to look talk about the rest of the picks? Oh, I'm sorry, John. We can. It's no, a great pick made by your general manager that you're a huge fan of. Like, well, I, I, I'm I'm pretty surprised of the things that I'm hearing from you guys, especially the contradictory nature of the second round picks that we take flyers on when they're hurt. If anybody is surprised on that pick, I am surprised. Other than the fact that he's from Alabama, I bet that some people on this podcast would be killing the general manager for that pick. But the fact that he wears the maroon colors uh, of, of the great college of Alabama, one of the best college football powerhouses of all time. I'm so, I'm very, very so surprised. I'm, I'm guessing you're, you're talking about the Sidney Jones pick. Yeah. We could start there if you want. I just, well, I, it's, it's ironic how contradictory you well, are from one guy to another, no, just over the fact it. that one guy played for Washington and the other guy is a really cool, neat guy that's fun in the locker room, tells jokes. Like, the, let's wait and see if this fucking guy can play. Every, I, I don't understand because when that pick was made, we all agreed it was a high-risk, high-reward pick because him – because Sydney, just like Landon, were first-round picks until they got hurt. Well, and they took- let's, let's remember some things. Let's go back to a couple podcasts where we were arguing back and forth as to how bad you feel this team is. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that taking a injured player, facts here, who's been injured for four years now? Mm-hmm. Four out of five, correct. Correct. Is it, is it better to take that guy who's got to sit behind guys, probably won't start, and take him over a possible starting corner, a possible starting linebacker, or a possible starting safety. Well, it's obvious. So they said the draft board said he was the pick. So we have to have faith in their in their draft board that that they saw. Now we now we know why Jock fell because he has a heart problem. So now we know why he fell. So he might not have been on the Eagles board at all. He and might have been a medical he issue. Had, he had a back. He has he has a back issue. He hurt in his pro day. So. It's not specific to one linebacker to one safety to one corner. I'm saying specifically that 
we all talked about and argued and discussed at length the lack of talent currently on this team. Yeah. And I, the don't fact remember, that this, I don't remember such thing, John. We never argue on four. And that this team yeah. needs, needs talent, but yet we are very excited and amped about this pick, but it's basically reminiscent of what we did a few years back with Sidney Jones. Personally, I mean, we didn't get into grades, but like Matt asked me on, on the side how I felt about the draft, and he'll corroborate the story. I wasn't very impressed after the first pick. I really wasn't. Now – Will will some of those guys make me eat crow? You know, maybe I don't know. You hope, but they, you hope they do. I'm, I'm very surprised that I am in the minority in this conversation. But guys who are, you know, talking about insanity, doing things over and over again, like the Sidney Jones pick. It's the first thing I thought of as soon as they picked that guy. Okay, if he was hurt one year, coming off an injury, or was healthy last year, this, that, and the other thing, and can and Jason Kelsey was like, you know what? You know, I'm not going to play next year or this year. Maybe, maybe I feel a little better about it. But the fact that this guy has been injured for as long as I've been, you know, doing what I've been doing, like it, it's kind of insane. Well, so here's one thing. One thing I will say real quick. I'll let you finish. He played all the 2019 and all 2020 and got hurt in the SEC champion. So he did play the last two full years of college until the championship came to the SEC. But I understand your point. I understand there's a four injuries, but he did play two straight years and he won best center in football in college last year. But, and, 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 and that's not to be as far as I'm just saying he, no, I mean, it's, it's all fair. Well, I mean, this, this is, we, we talk about what I'm, what I'm hearing is, is this is, this is what we've been hearing ever since the pick got made. Right. There's, there's, there's two sides of it, you know, and I think it's come to light even on this podcast. So I think that you sort of, I think some of us, I think we know who I'm talking about here. I have a little bit of a bias, which is, which is, I, I understand it. I, I, I get your love. I get it. So but it seems a little contradictory to me how we can sit here and, and bash a guy who, I mean, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here, but is it the guy wearing the <laughs> Alabama hoodie? Granted, I, I agree that Sidney Jones didn't work out, but again, like, you know, I you know if Landon Dickerson doesn't work out, I feel I, I hope that we have the same conversations and we aren't just we absolutely looking will. through rose maroon colored glasses. No, we absolutely will have the same conversation. Right, just we'll like you would have the conversation about the their third round pick because the half of the scouting department wanted a different oh D tackle. I, I feel. Can I just but, say I feel I feel terrible for that kid. Yeah, I feel but terrible like, for that kid. The, the difference, the, the biggest difference between Sidney Jones Milton, Milton and, Williams. And, and Landon Dickerson is the the position you play and the injury that he had. Like he he's hurt his knees and his ankles. Don't give two shits about that. the The reason that Sidney Jones was never the player that he was was he blew out his Achilles. And for a speed guy, they're never the same. They're they're never the same. Every soccer player, every basketball player. Every guy that needs speed and be able to make cuts that have blown out an Achilles, it, it ends their career. Or I'm, I'm also pretty sure as a lineman, those knees are really important too. Yeah, so but all those blowing guys, them blowing them both out, it probably all those guys have knees. Again, 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 this isn't this isn't to boaster it, and then this is I guess on how you want to drink the glasses, either half full or half empty. And I can't speak to this, but I did hear on Saturday in the Mac Now Diddy show. One, a, a surgeon called in 
He seemed legitimate. He sounded like an old doctor dude. He said it's actually a better situation that he tore both of them because now they're 70% stronger and the odds of him ever tearing his ACL again are drastically diminished. Again, could he do it? Obviously, right. it happens, whatever, but he said again. it's a surgery properly. And But again, do we have faith in our medical staff? <laughs> well, go back to the tape. Go back to the tape of the last podcast or the podcast before that. I'm pretty sure the discussion was in the first three rounds, we need instant starting players. Start, yes. I, I we absolutely do. Now, and, I, and, and I would not disagree with that. But then when you look at this draft, I go, okay, you got one. Maybe, you got one. But maybe, I mean, look at, look at his maybe, last couple drafts. Look at his last couple drafts. He, they have not drafted starters for three years. Well, I so, and I don't disagree with that. But however, we're sitting here pounding the chest. And we're loving this guy, but we're doing the same stuff. Well, so, so he, I'm not happy with it. You guys can be happy with it. Maybe I'll eat, maybe I'll eat crow. Maybe I'll jump on the, the bandwagon. But for the guy who is who is so uh, pro Howie, I'm 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 disappointed in this draft. So here and here's the thing: they're not going to be good this year. They might be fun to watch, but ultimately, the way the team is constructed, especially mostly on defense, they're not going to be able to win enough games. So I'm guessing the way how he looked at it was he looked at it on paper and he looked at Asante Samuel Jr. And he looked at Jock and he looked at Landon Dickerson and he looked at all these guys and he looked at what the team's need was two, three, four years down the road. And he said, you know what? I need a center and a guard because I don't think Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey isn't going to be here in two years. I don't know what's going to happen with Brooks. I don't know what he's what his deal is going to be. I don't know if he's going to get hurt again. I don't know if Isaac's going to get hurt again. I need a center guard that I can count on. And because of his injury, he's falling to me in the second round. I'm going to take him. So, and that's what he did. And if he's right, he looks like a genius. If he's wrong, he looks like a dummy. But I think, I think Dickerson deserves the chance to, to prove everybody right in the, in the, in the front office. If, if if his training camp comes around and he can't practice, then I think it's all right. Well, then then we start hammering like it's a guy. But I mean, everything they're saying now. I mean, when Howie says our plan is for him to play, and he didn't say start. You're right, but he says our plan is for him to not have a redshirt year that he will be part of our rotation. Yeah, whether and, back up or whatever. That means he's capable of playing. You know, again, I I agree with starters be better, but I think to 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 defend the Howie in this draft. We do have a lot of picks in the first two rounds next year. And with the fact that there's no combines and in-person meetings, everybody's already saying that nobody felt comfortable in this draft. And you relied a lot of it on who you know. And again, these aren't excuses because there's obviously glaring need. But then it goes down to do really good teams draft for need or they, or they or do they just draft the best player and make it work? You know what I mean? So that if their eyes – because they said today, well, Harry said today, if you heard the, the interview on uh, Ange- on Angelo, our counterpart in the mornings, shout out, um, uh, that the pick that the player that Donahue wanted was the, the, the nose tackle that the Detroit took, Emil. Yeah, That's what they wanted because they wanted him in the anchor. The, and, and I get it. That's fine. But in Howie's defense, he said we have both of them graded the same and whatever. I, would I rather have that big guy because my senior guy wants him? Probably. So, but again, it's when you go through the drafts of the last however many years you want to go back, even with the last years, 20 of those 32 first round picks stink. 
Same with the second. Same with the third. So it's like, if you know, there's no exact signs to this. You hope you get guys that are good, and you know, play, and so I guess it's it's not fair. Brian, to, it's so it's so early to grade it's this not draft, Milton, because you know Fletcher's thirty-one, and again, it's you know I I think Jesse said it just said it. It's we're not playing to win the division this year. I mean that's been established. Yeah, the way the team's so. structured right now, why not just get the best player you think is the best player, and then next year, if you're like, all right, well, we got gaping holes in this and this and this, you have three first round picks and two second round picks. So you're like, all right, let's do it. Like, and I guess that's, and, and, and then if Jalen doesn't work and out, as I'm saying, if Jalen shits the bed, we got bigger problems. Now we trade for Russell, but I think on the table and why I think we trade off and get the best quarterback. Cause you know, I mean, look, I mean, look at two years ago, nobody talked about Joe Burrow before the season started two years ago. And then he became the cabinet guy. So there will be somebody next year that emer- whether he is or not, there will be a guy or two that emerges like, oh, my God, this is the can't miss guy. Because it's every year. Zach Wilson this year. I mean, nobody talked about him. And then all of a sudden, he's better than Justin Fields. You know, so it's – I guess that's where I'm I happy. Jaylen, I think Jalen Hurts would have to have a colossal meltdown for them to think that. And I don't think that that don't, – don't think that, uh, you know, drafting some of the guys that he's comfortable with isn't – on their minds. Oh, it's no, absolutely on their minds. No, they are. They're, and but, but again, like you sit here and we argue about, you know, th- you know, instant starting guys. This team isn't, isn't fighting for a playoff spot. This team is not good. And then you pull a thing like that. And I go, well, it's, it's, it's questionable to me. I, I, I would have rathered, you know, Jesse just said, like, look at their defense. It stinks. Okay. Well grab a linebacker, grab a safety, Grab a corner there, build build around that. You can always find a lineman, a center, and and pay them a boatload of money. You already have a boatload of money given out to seventy five percent of your offensive line, so you, you're gonna have to spend money somewhere. And and to me, a injury prone guy is not where you want that value of a second round pick for a team as we've all argued is, is not very good right now. That, I mean, that's just my opinion. If the guy turns out a pro bowler, I'll fucking eat crow. I'll be the and first one to do it. And that's kind of the point I was trying to get to is like, it's just, you know, it's it, like you guys said, it's not an exact science and you have to kind of just make the call on, do you think the reward is worth the risk? And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, there's only one guy whose opinion matters and it's the guy who, 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 who picks up the phone and, and submits the pick and that's Howie Roseman. So, and obviously he thinks that the reward for Dickerson, the potential, because like MJ said, you know, you're, you're, you're drafted and selected on your potential, not your production. Um, we just, let's, let's hope that he, he produces and he lives up to his potential. I mean, well, one weapon on the outside, as great as Devonta Smith may or may not be, one weapon on the outside doesn't make this offense that much better. I'm sorry, dude, to to, well, to 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 break Owens, it to you guys, like, did. but yeah, but but John, but, you're, but you're also, right, Terrell Owens was really good, but he also had a borderline Hall of Fame with quarterback throwing to him as well, and John, we're but, and we're very. And he also played with a broken leg, but I mean, again, like you. You know that that can I understand that comparison, but 
we, we all say how bad this team is, whether we whether we argue that is is, is right or wrong. If this well, team we all, is, we also had we also had a, a tenacious defense too that year. Oh, I mean, yeah, that, I mean that team was you know that That's Super Bowl hard. team had had a lot of good guys. I think you're being short sighted because the the one of the best things that Devontae does is it takes all the heat off of Jalen Rager. And Rager can just worry about getting better. And now, if you're a defensive coordinator, you've got to worry about a kid that will absolutely make your corners look like fools. So now you're going to, you, maybe you have the safety shying his way, which opens up the middle of the field for Rager or Connor or, or Miles. So, like, listen, I, hey, I hope the sky's alone with the kid. I, I like the pick. Heisman Trophy winner played really well, but you know what? It's just one dude. It's just it one is, dude. You know, dude. When when Atlanta drafted Julio, it was one dude, and yeah. and Atlanta has tried to win a Super Bowl and almost had had it. Like it's one dude. This team is as bad as everyone says they are. Because I listen to sports talk radio. We argue on here. I talk to people. I you know, if this team is so bad, we're going to need more than Devontae Smith. We're going to need more than him. John, the point did you guys is, touch on? Did you guys touch on our fifth round pick? We didn't. No, we didn't even. We stopped at the second. The, uh, we're, but, we're too busy. Um, our our wrists are hurting from talking about Alabama players. <laughs> but John, you're you're missing the point. Like <laughs> your dick, your dicks are your dicks are as red as that fucking hoodie over there right now. It all, Go it ahead, Jess. can make our last year's first round pick a better player. Because now teams can't focus so much on him. So now it might not just be one dude. It might be two dudes. And maybe this is finally the year that Goddard can stay healthy. So, like. Now that, Jesse, we get Lane Johnson back. We get Barrett Brooks back. We get, you know, another year for Mayalati to get developed. Maybe get Zach Ertz back. Zach, listen, Zach, you want. And, and I'm going to say this now, and and we'll see. I guess we can go crazy later. And I mean, cause, you know what? I'll see this part for later. Uh, let's go to the next pick that didn't get any talk. Zach Milton Williams, the guy that started all of the fist bump conversations. We gave him. A you know, I f- I feel terrible for this kid, and I yeah. hope I hope he he takes what happened and he uses it as fuel, and he he proves everyone, especially Tom dumbass. Dickhead Donahue. <laughs> keep Malone, you mean? I, I guess Jesse, you can cancel him coming on the pod. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> like somebody looked like, at his the measurables Shame on him. I know that's well. Versus, you know what? No, you know what? Shame on shame on the fact that there was there's cameras in the in the in the in those war rooms. Yeah, but that's that's the world we live in now, right? We walk out our doorstep, there's cameras. But it's I mean, just, you should, he should have fucking known better. Like he, that's the, he's that's got the over 40 years of experience in this league. He's been a former GM. He's twice. been, yes, yeah, he knows there's cameras everywhere. I know, but it, but that if there was no cameras on that, then this isn't blown to yeah. And that's where I'm like, it just, uh, it just sucks for the player. That's where it, it sucks like, for the player. I and you know fear. what? I hope he uses it as fuel. I agree. Yeah. And I yeah. hope he proves everyone wrong. Like his measurables uh, uh, compared to like what he did at the the combine and everything compared to Aaron Don. Now, granted, he there's a there's a big jump, but like what he did and his measurables and his strength and all of his measure all of his stuff matches up as well, like he's a freak like, athletically. Yeah, he's a freak. 
So if our coaching staff can coach that out of him, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a get in the third it, round. It's measurables compared to two players closely, and again, these aren't you don't you, you, you hate putting the, their names in the same breath with a third round pick, but the measurables equate to Aaron Donald and Geno Atkins. That's what I just said. And, oh, did they? I'm sorry, I didn't miss. I I was uh, I was I was pulling something else. Sorry, I it, that, Bill 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 took a mental timeout. I know it's cool. <laughs> I did not. I, I got I got a text. I'm sorry about that, Jesse. I, I'll shut up now. It's all good. It, um, and our, our fourth-round pick is an Eagles fan, so there's that. No, uh, Zach McPherson, talk about this guy a little bit. He had a great interview this morning on the Kincaid Show that actually was impressive. Like, he's a smart kid. Like, he, like they talked about how he won the interview because, like, all he does is talk about, like, how every day he was taught to just compete because he has a family, same thing, where, like, everybody in his family is an athlete and track star and this and that. Uh, where you had to compete to get that last piece of bread, like, and he's had no. that killer instinct in him a little bit. And I don't know. He's, he's, you know, who knows? But, you know, all I know is, you know, Devin McCourty was drafted in the fourth round. Like, you find players in the fourth round. I mean, that's still around. Fletch you find is, players. Uh, Fletch is his cousin. Yeah, no, they, he no, he is. And, you know, I think he's one of those guys that would I rather have Asante Samuel? Yes. I'm not going to say that. Like, I really – I thought that was our guy in round two. I really did. Like, I thought, okay, we're going to go him or the JOK. But um, but getting a guy like McPherson that again you know he he's, he's older he's 22 he's, he has a body and when you see the guy that they play like ten, like like tenaciously like that's what I want I want guys on defense that are a little mean like I don't want guys tackling you then helping pick you up I fucking yeah. hate shit when I see that on the ground and, and he's I mean granted it means nothing if he can't play but if he's an Eagles fan and you know Fletcher Cox is his cousin. He's another guy that's prepared to know. No, you're you're confused. That's the that's the running back is Fletcher. Oh, Cox's I thought any game. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, oh, so he's the Eagles fan, but Fletch. Uh, okay, but still, like, if he's an Eagles fan, like, he gets it. Like, he knows what he's going to be walking into, and the expectations. And you know, my dumbass segues right into uh, Kenny Gainwell. So, I mean, he was the best receiving running back in all of college football last year. I mean. We don't really have a guy that that we can count on for that on this team. Here's a fun fact with Danny Gainwell. Um, and a lot of people think Antonio Gibson's the next breakout running back for Washington. Antonio Gibson got benched for Kenny Gainwell in 2019. Kenny Gainwell took the starting job over Antonio Gibson. That's one of the reasons Gibson left early to come to the draft. It's because he couldn't beat out Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell is one of those guys who's just young and running backs. You know, when you have one good year, it's a little shaky, and you don't know. But when his when his NFL comp is Alvin Kamara, it's just nice to get excited. That yeah. he's the best route runner out of the backfield since Alvin Kamara, grade wise, and that's something that's again another dynamic to the offense to where Miles has proven that he can't be twenty carries, but he can give you fifteen. You, you, you do 10, 15 each to Miles and Kenny. Mix in Boston Scott. Now I will say, I think we need a thumper still, and I don't know if that's Jordan Howard. I kind I, if of, he even I makes know. the team. I know you're right. I mean, I, I just feel like I'd feel better having a guy who's like six one two twenty five for the goal line. But they said Miles is their goal line back. Our goal line back. They feel confident that he's Oof. that that he knows how to get into the end zone. I mean, because they were reading about it, and they said that Miles is our our goal line guy as of now. So, but also you have. You have a guy in Devontae that can 
can do stuff in the end zone. And if um, that you will get to him eventually, but the Grimes is a monster in the air. So like, maybe you don't have to just beat the, you know, punch, punch against a brick wall, trying to get those, those, you know, third and goals. You don't, I think I, I, but and that's one of the things I have hoped for with Sirianni, just, you know, the fact that he preaches the, like, you know, a combination of the make of the run in the past. And I think that's one of our downfalls last year. Doug resorted back to the 60, 40 pass to run, if not more. And it was just, man, you gotta, you know, you, I don't know. You get, you gotta help out a bad defense by keeping them off the field. And that's what a running game does. And so no, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, I think, I think Gainwell is definitely a, a, a very excellent value pick in round five, without a doubt, in my opinion. 100%. Home Gainwell's runner. got gains for the Eagles. Gainwell, and, and he took number 19 off of J.J.'s back already, probably. <laughs> he did. I'm pretty he sure did. he did. I'm pretty yeah, sure. That, They're like, you're on the team already. I don't know about you, J.J. <laughs> I kind of feel bad when a fifth round takes your jersey. When that he probably was, changed his. He probably changed his number too, since everybody's changing it. Yeah, to zero. Oh yeah, you, I, I heard that to do that. I guess I, I texted about Dalvin Cook. Um, Philly's about to blow this game, fellas. You have to. Oh, I know, hundred um, percent. You have to buy back jerseys that are made if you want to change your number. And Dalvin Cook got. He said he, he, he tweeted something about it. Like he's like, damn, I got that invoice for one point four mil. I'm saying at thirty three, <laughs> and because. You have to, yeah, you have to buy up all your old jerseys. So, wow, like uh, Darius Lake going number two. I think I think I saw he's shopping down, but I don't think he has that many jerseys in, uh, in circulation. Calvin Cook, but I saw he's going to number two now. Slay is Slayer, Slayer, Slayer. I can't, I, I can't even watch the TV. It's O two. Uh, that's right. Throw ball put it Oh God, it's cutting Conrad into this 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 fucking dill. Yeah. Our bullpen, like, and you know, I do feel better not seeing Harris out there. It's like I can't handle another another bases loaded situation in the ninth with him. I just can't. I just can't. But now I guess well then I guess after Gainwell round six is the kid Teron Jackson from uh, what Coastal Carolina was at the no, yeah, it was, it was no, the, the DT the from USC. What's, what's the first name? I, I can't say his last name. Tupatuo? Tupilato? 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 Yeah, something like that. Something, yeah. How, how he said today that he had a third-round grade on his board in his interview. Well, uh, what was it? Um, The one dude that, that writes for NFL.com said the Eagles had uh, seven of the guys on his top 150. Yeah, no, Jeremiah said yeah, that. Like, so Brugler or not Dane, Dane Brugler or Greg Zerline, one of the two for CBS ranked the Eagles number one draft in the, in the, uh, in the league this year for most value and impact players. I mean, again, there's 900 guys that have their rankings and I'm sure they all try to stay out a little bit to be like, Oh, look at me. I pick to cover their ass. So just for, you know, you can't all pick the Cowboys or whoever who I'm in here. mixed reviews about them too, but we don't got to go down that road. Um, but, um, well, out of the final three picks here, Taron uh, Jackson, Jacoby Stevens, Patrick Johnson. Yeah, I mean, who, who, who's, 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 who's the defensive end from Coastal Carolina has got a high motor. He's a, a dark throw that could be a backup for like, you know, a rotational guy. And same for the Johnson kid from Tulane. 
They think he could be an outside hybrid, like blitzing linebacker who plays the run will like him and uh, and then you got Jacoby Stevens, right? Who could Some be a tweener. Think they they think he could be that hybrid nickel linebacker slash safety that uh, you know that 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 Gannon's going to really utilize a lot because because as you said earlier that we play a lot of nickel in that defense and he was like the perfect. Nate Jerry, Gary kind of player, tickle monster style. And, tickle, tickle. And, and again, like they don't give that number out to anybody. Like they don't. And he held it. Like and and I was reading it. He was after the season. He was a first round prospect and then he had a bad nineteen, they said, and he dropped down and a couple things I read thought that he would definitely be between rounds two and four. And we got him in round six. So and I mean and that's another thing too, go back to what you said, John, about Philly squeeze this one out. This is a big win. Brewers, Brewers are in first place in the Central. That's two big wins against a really good team that came in hot. Um, I had the car warmed up. I was ready to drive down. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, I was getting the arm ready. And uh, yeah, yeah. ready? Becca was making meatballs, so I was just going to go throw them out there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste her meatballs. <laughs> they, yeah, it's, uh, but I think – no, I think with – I guess one thing we can end that. Well, one of the things is that you said earlier, John, about not getting players to start and having voids. And, and I like, you're right, 100%. And I think Howie said it today again in his interview that their philosophy has not changed, that he felt they won, we won the championship in 17 because of our line play on both sides. And that's how he views it that he'd rather have a backup D lineman than a guy, than a safety or cornerback that he's not in love with. And I think that's kind of what he was, I gathered from it, that, yeah, Asante might be a better player than Dickerson or maybe Aaron Robinson, the, the nickel corner that the Giants got ahead of us, is better, you know, is a better corner than we have. But I'd rather have a backup D-lineman because D-line is a high, and again, I'm not saying he's right, but he, that's what he said. Our philosophy has not changed. You went in the trenches. So Devonta was a glaring need. We filled that, but then it was back to the back to what they feel we need. Protect our quarterback. And you know, so I guess we'll see if his recipe, you know, is is what this team needs. But I definitely I guess I'm not I guess I'm excited for this season just because I think that players I want to watch and I want to see Jalen, but I also don't think our division got that much better. I think people are blowing the Giants and Cowboys a lot. And I think they're gonna be the same shape. Like every year. Yeah, and I think the Redskins are going to be tough again. But, I, but you're telling me I'm, I'm supposed to be scared of Fitzmagic. Whenever he's supposed to be a leader, he's not. Like he, he's good to come in like a Nick Foles. And you need him to come in out of nowhere and win you. Bite your tongue. What's that? Bite your tongue. Well, no. He well speaking, speaking of him. Compare Nick Foles to Ryan Fitzpatrick. You you're you've been drinking. No, I'm saying they're similar in the sense that when you when you try to have them start week in and week out, you see their deficiencies when they can come in. For like a three, four game period, they look like Joe Montana. I don't know. I mean, I think that's fact with Nick. I mean, Nick will be starting. If- I, I think I think you're highly underestimating the Redskins defense. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick with that team, it makes them um I don't want to say a contender, but a contender in this in this division. No, he's they, a, that's, he's no, a no, game manager. He he's not a, a, an idiot. It, it's better than uh, Taylor Heineke or uh, Dwayne Haskins. So there's there's a check mark there, and he's done it for a bunch of different teams. So I I don't I don't agree with that. Um, as far as the Cowboys are concerned, I mean Dak Zeke, 
those two wide receivers, um, they just built the defense a little bit better. I mean, I think, I think on paper, there's, they're a better team than us. The giants, I mean, good luck covering their guys. I mean, you know, Kenny Galladay, Shep, I mean, their, their wide receivers are arguably could be one of the best tan or not tandems, but cores in the league. Um, Saquon's coming back, you know, and remember we, we're the only team in the division now that has a rookie coach, rookie staff. So yeah, for as much as for much as everyone says we're they're blowing the rest of the the the, the division, um, we're, we're starting a, a, a lap behind. That's yeah, but don't forget we used the 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 uh, the 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 story the theme last year was we're the only team with the returning coaching staff. We've got such a leg up on everybody else and the entire team shit the bad. So, you well, know, we got no quarterback. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. But I mean, let's be real. It wasn't just the quarterback. The entire team was poorly, poorly coached. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's any given Sunday. I mean, I mean, nobody saw the dolphins going 10 and six last year. Nobody in, in that division and they went 10 and six. So it's, cause they got okay. Quarterback play from Fitzmagic and Tua and the defense that, I mean, that defense wasn't touted preseason. And they had a good coach, a young coach with some energy in year two. And but you're right, it's year one. It's, I mean, I'm not putting on. I'm not saying that we're going to win the division. I'm not saying we're a 10-11 win team. But I'm saying we're going to be that that pesky team that's going to that if Jalen is can take that next step, is we're going to not be an easy win, and we're going to win some games that we probably shouldn't. And it's going to be or we're not, and we, and this thing's going to have to get completely blown up because if you don't have a quarterback, you got nothing. But I mean, and you know what? Yeah. It might be like it might be like um, twenty sixteen. It might be there might be a lot of losses, but they might be you fun games. You see the right. progressions, and then you're then you know then we identify holes like linebacker, state. Like you, we have money for free agency next year. You have the picks to make trades. If you want to get a top end corner, hey, we'll give you a number two. You know, two pick for you know Stephon Gilmore. Like what? Like whatever. You, you make moves to to plug holes. And that's what like, I get. I'm excited that we have a couple of players that could be really good in the NFL. And, you know, what, you know, Sirianni and Gannon, I mean, you, you don't hear from him a lot, but you hear that in the league that Gannon is very highly thought of as a defensive mind up and coming. And let's see if he can coach up mediocre players. Cause you know, I'm not blaming Schwartz. I mean, we were a mediocre defense. I don't think he had a lot of talent, but fact is that he had a lot of say in what players were, were on that field on defense. And they weren't good a lot of some of the time. So it's maybe now with Gannon having how he picked players again, maybe that's a good thing, you know. And I guess I'm just trying to – I don't think it could be worse than last year is all. Because last year was just a fucking embarrassing train wreck. So, 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 so from what I'm hearing is, you know, this next year we're not going to be very good, right? The way the team is currently constructed, we're, we're kind of like quasi-rebuilding. Um, there's still big holes. So as a fan base – do we just are we mailing this in, or are, is our, do we still have the level of expectations week in and week out, uh, um, like we like we do every year for for all of our teams in Philly, or do we like like the team kind of just you know kind of mail it in and, and maybe it's maybe yeah maybe we're frustrated here and there and and we get and we get a little and we get a little um, impatient with with some of the losses and stuff like that. But overall, we just kind of do we, do we give them a pass because we're like, well, 
you know, we're, we're, it, we knew this year wasn't going to be our year anyway. Or, or do we keep our foot on the, on the gas like we normally I, do? I want to see the same thing we saw from 2016. I'm expecting losses. I'm expecting dumb decisions and dumb I'm expecting players. growth. I'm not but, necessarily yeah, like, expecting wins, but I'm expecting growth where where it's expected. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like if if we see Jalen take that step where you can be like, all right, we've got a you know a top ten, top fifteen quarterback. Cool, We're, we we can roll with this. All right, Devontae was a was a smart pick. Cool, Jalen Rager's starting to come around. Cool, right? Dallas Goddard can stay healthy. Cool, like so. There there are definitely things to build on here. Ian Dickerson, the Mauler. Cool, yeah. Cool. Like if, right. If, if, <laughs> if the if the positives, if we see some positive stuff, if we lose some games, we lose some games. Right. But if if it's a dumpster fire, that's a completely different story. Like if it's an utter like dumpster fire, Howie's looking over his shoulder. Everybody's looking over their shoulder. If it's like, yeah, like if Sirianni can't coach and it's evident that he's just being, I mean, it's your first year. You get a little bit of whatever, but this guy is a moron on game day. We're getting, like you said, losing 40 to seven. Then heads are going to roll. Like it's going to get fucking nuts next year in the off season. So, and, and the, I mean, they're already saying that this next draft class could be one of the most talent rich in like the last 15, 20 years, because I think because of COVID, a lot of really talented players that could have come out. Didn't. They didn't, no, there are, there's a lot of upper seven that didn't declare this year. Cause they need it. They like the quarterback that came out, Davis Mills at the Texans drafted. He was supposed to be a high pick next year. Cause they thought if he came back one more year, only having 11 starts, he would have been elevated, but he didn't want to come back. So, but, and there, but there's more guys like that, that did go back. That could yeah, help. I mean, and and right now we've got we've I mean let's let's be real, they're gonna have three first round picks next year, so Carson, they're gonna have don't screw us, Carson. They're gonna have the left. I don't think they're gonna use all of them. I think they'll trade some of them. Um, so I mean, one for like a good cornerback or like a good something like you know like yeah. a, a top end guy. Because let's be there ain't real, nobody out there worth the first. Eat, well, maybe, the, the maybe, not. maybe you know, maybe not. But I mean, the, I mean, if, the, if this was Jalen Ramsey territory, maybe. But. Yeah, no, but you know, I can hope that maybe next year that we're if we're a top ten pick, then then we get our Sertan or JC Horn next year. Like that's and, what we use it on. And like the the picks from the the the, the Colts and the Dolphins probably aren't going to be good. No, they're going to be in the twenties probably, unless two shits to bed. Yeah, like Matt so, to answer your question from just because I wanted to chime in on that. Mm-hmm. To, for me, and, and you guys know how I am with this team. It, my my binoculars, my eyes, they will be all on Jalen Hurts. They will not be any other person on this team this year. I could care less if Devontae Smith has a hundred touchdowns. If Jalen this season is one hundred percent unequivocally the jail the year of Jalen Hurts. Well, if he if he does not, I. I Someone echoed like 2016, and I think that was sort of, you know, I, if I remember correctly, Bradford got hurt. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm sorry, yeah, we I, traded him. We traded him, him, and then Carson started that one preseason game and was like, "Here you go, kid. Here are the keys." And he 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 went from there, and 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 we know that story with Jalen coming in the way he did in the off season that he had because of what we've been all been going through. 
I'm not sure if that helped his his growth as much as maybe other years of other players in those situations. But coming in that late, getting thrown into games is kind of a – I kind of call that a wash a little bit. It's good to get your feet wet, but now's the time that he can get off-season work, mm-hmm. head in the playbook, start completely fresh. He's not injured, knock on wood, and it's all on him. Yeah, And I hate to say that, but it's all on him because like Bill said, I think Jesse alluded to, like if you don't have a guy, forget about it. Like we, we got bigger problems. That's what I mean. Like, you know, it, it would just would have been to me, like, I, I guess I just gotta, I guess gotta see it from him 100% if he's the guy. And, and I, and I'm hoping that he, he is the, the, the other thing is I, I don't understand the Flacco move. Because if if Hertz isn't the guy, I don't understand why Joe Flacco's here. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, I think it's um. So it's going to be an interesting year, no matter which way you slice it, right? Because it sounds like we're just we're more interested in growth and watching other things than worrying about wins. Well, we know the issue with Bucks and Packers, like we're not to that level. Like, yeah, like we could beat some teams, but push comes. I mean, if he has a Mahomes type year first year like listen like sky's the limit i mean do do i think they're going to be in the super bowl no but i've seen crazier things happen but you know the giant i mean the redskins going seven and nine i mean seven and nine seven and nine last year but i'm trying to think of like good team like teams that really did a lot did a lot in their with their first year coaches i mean what if it's hurt again and what if daniel jones gets hurt again and you know and now you know now we got to worry about the like Crazy shit happens, you know, and that's one of the things that I guess I've gleaned from this all. It's we have a young, hungry quarterback that, at least from what we're allowed, what we shows us is all about playing football and getting better. And that's what we, whether Carson was that way or not, we don't know because he was so private with it. But all we see is Jalen is just putting weight on, getting big and working out and being at the facility. Like this kid wants it. So it's like, it's easy to root for him, but. You know, we'll root for him and all we want, but if he, you know, if, if we're 0-4 and, and he's got nine picks and two touchdowns, it's, oh boy, you know, but mm-hmm. if he's got nine touchdowns and two picks and we're 1-3, and three, well, maybe it's not his fault for losing 33-30, to 30, you know, so it's like everything he said, it's how are we winning and how are we losing these games? If we're, like, losing on crazy plays or the defense is just getting lapped, it's, well, how's that challenge, you know, but if we are losing 23-13, to 13, it's like, all right, what's going on? We're scoring 13 points a game. So I, I think that's what you said is I think we're in that boat. It's how do we look? Is this a real NFL? Because it's like, to, to me, Daniel Jalen looks like an NFL quarterback. But, I mean, the national guys just are like, who knows? And it's just crazy. Just because just he's not a first-round pick, he can't be the guy. And it's just like, I don't know. He beat the Saints, and they were the number one defense. Oh, well, they didn't take him for serious. They played yeah, the it's... game against them for four quarters, so they, they took him a little serious, and well, he beat him. So, I and... mean – all you see now is is this dude is every week he's working out. If he's not working out, he's training with his wide receivers. If he's not training with his wide receivers, he's training with the running backs. Like this, if there's a dude that is doing everything he absolutely can to be the guy, it's it's Jalen Hurts. Like when um after it was funny after they did the Devonte introductory press conference and they met in the the locker room. It was so funny when like Devonte sees him, it made a joke like, 
something about you you should probably quit lifting weights or something because like Jalen is absolutely like yoked now and like dude's putting in the work so hopefully hopefully something comes from it and I and I and I love the swagger that you see him now wearing uh the Jordan Pippen stuff like that's a subtle nod that that I picked up on Mr. Jalen Hurts and I and I like it I like it always rocking the the Jordan Pippen stuff in the last in the last couple days so Maybe maybe we got something special with with him and these Alabama boys now. So, and and like what I think you just said it earlier, John. Like this this coaching staff and front office has. Hey, Jalen, this is the guy that you spoke real highly of. So he's your new number number one wide receiver, and this Garden Center that you probably spoke really high highly of. He's on your team now. So, you know, those are things that are going to help him, and. All we need him to do is in this league to win. You just need, you don't need a, a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady. You just need a guy that's like top 10, top 15. If you can get a top 10, top 15 performance out of a guy and they just don't do dumb shit with the ball, you can win every game. And that's all we need. And he's got all the arm strength in the world. And, and now we got a guy that can catch everything. So I don't know. If, if this isn't setting him up to have a monster second year, I don't know what, what, what could. Well, time will tell. And I know that I know one thing certain, all four of us will be watching and we will be excited for Sundays, but maybe for, you know, a little bit different reasons than, than a couple of years past, but Hey, we're still going to, we're still going to bleed green and, you know, but maybe bleed for a little bit different reasons coming up. Um, are we interested in final grades or we, do we even fucking care about that shit? It's so tough with, with rookies. Like the, there's a ton of guys on this that they drafted. The, the one thing I think it was like, um, I'm sure John's grade. I, I, I'll put that out there. My grade is TBD. Ben, Ben, do you want to hear my grade? Yes, yeah. I do. No. C plus. I, 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 that's what I thought you were going to give it. I thought you were going to give it a C plus. The Ben Solak had it as this team drafted a ton of, or a bunch of low ceiling guy or low floor guys that all have tremendous ceilings, and if one or two of them hit, sounds then, like a Philly draft. Then, then the draft's a home run. Like, I mean, that's. It, because and even Howie Roseman admitted too often in the last three years, and you can see it with the draft picks, they drafted need constantly. They drafted need, 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 and now they drafted a bunch. And they those the last three years, you look at all these guys, a bunch of them aren't even in the fucking league anymore. So this year it was refreshing. They said we're taking the best football player available at every spot. So. You know, did they did they ignore a couple things? Did they ignore linebacker? Possibly. Did they ignore corner a little bit? But if they're right and they drafted the best players in each round, then in a year or two, we're going to start to see the fruits of that as the team starts going in the correct direction. So, yeah, I'll I'll give it a year. Like last year's draft class didn't amount to, to jack shit. It was one of the worst draft classes I can remember out of an Eagles team in the last decade. So, I mean, this one's got to be better than that. TBD, right, TBD. fellas? 
TBD. TBD. Well, we're, we're, we're interested to hear what our listeners think. So hit us up on the interwebs. Hit us up. Email us, forfitpod at gmail.com. Or at, for, at us, at forfitpod. Um, interesting. Covered a lot of ground tonight, fellas. This is this 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 is a this is a meaty episode, and uh, I made a little money in the process, man. Sold a TV, so you know. Where's the money? Where's money, the money? Having a little fun, <laughs> you know. So uh, for for the wild one, myself, Metal Matt, Big John Stud, J Lo, go go Union, ten nine eight, go Fightins, and good luck Eagles, Jesse. Go Birds.